Okay, here we go. Okay, so we are in the middle of Perik Dalid. And we just made the question harder. We just made the question stronger. Our question is not on the first part of Perik Gimel, but it's on the second part of Perik Gimel. Okay? Perik Gimel starts off by saying, okay, we have blowing shofar in El, and we have blowing shofar in Tishrei. Blowing shofar in El is all about Yeratata, and therefore we blow the shofar in El in order that what? In order that we should use the Yeratata in order to step up to the Yura Ilah that we're going to all experience during Rosh Hashanah. That made a lot of sense to all of us. And that was uh, all well and good. But then the rabbit threw a curveball at us. And he said, there's va'oid tam. There's another reason why we blow shofar in El. What's the other reason? The other reason is to bring down the makif. Very good, Shalom. Right? That there's this makif energy that we need to draw down in Aserah Shemei Tshuva. And that's going to fix up all the problems that we had and we did and we made over the course of the year. And in order to do that, we need charada. We need trembling. How are we going to get that trembling? Dafka through the blowing of a shofar in El. So we said, what? That doesn't make any sense. Charada? You want charada? I'll give you charada. Charada is Rosh Hashanah. That's the main event. That's awesome. That's like everyone shaking in their boots. Everyone's excited. Everyone's... El. I mean, uh, you know, guy blows shofar after davening. It can, you know, you're walking out the door already. You're, you know, thinking about your pancakes you're going to be eating. You know, who's thinking about? And uh, even, you know, sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes he doesn't get it right. You know, it's like it's like okay, come on. You know, you barely hear it. Yeah, maybe the first day of El or whatever. You know, you're like a little bit excited about it. But but by this point in time, we're like, oh God, come on. You know, can this guy? You know, can you? Let's get on with it. Let's go. Right? Harada is the last thing that's coming up to my mind at this point of time. So why in the world would the Rebbe say that the main event is blowing shofar and El? So we said, you know what? Let's understand a little bit more about your Tata, a little bit more about your Ilah. And essentially, we spent the time yesterday discussing in the first paragraph that Yira is essentially based on how much revelation the person is feeling. If the person experiences a lot of revelation, so then he can have Yuri Law. If he experiences a little bit of revelation, he'll have Yura Tata. Where does Yura Tata come from? Yura Tata comes from his own meditation. What he thinks about, how he thinks about Hashem and Hashem's involvement in the world, things that my mind can grasp. Where does Yuri Law come from? Whoa, Hashem opens up the curtains for me. He opens up the curtains. I all of a sudden experience this unbelievable revelation of Hashem. It floors me. I'm out of control. I'm, you know, not even here, basically. So that's the real deal. What I'm thinking in my brain, you know, oh, come on. I mean, how much can my brain really handle? Right? Let's, 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 let's face facts here. Right? How much can it really handle? What can I really do? And therefore, what we're seeing is what? What we're seeing is, you know, once again, you're a tata, it's, it's like, it's a nice thing. No one's going to say, you know, uh, come on, it's a nice thing. But it's not the main event, right? So we just made this, this whole question that we had even stronger. Yeah, Shalom. When you said that, uh, 
it's like revelation of your love. Is it like, do you like mentally process it or just a feeling? How does it work? It's, it's, it's overwhelming. Your law is like a person that just he can't even think straight. He's just overwhelmed by the revelation of something, whatever is happening here. So it's not even it's not a mental process that he's he's calculating and he's realizing and he's thinking he's he's just like oh it's like a like a deer in headlights right that's what it is it's he's just overwhelmed he's overwhelmed by the situation this is it, this is you know they say a lot of times that people would go into the rebbe and and they wouldn't even remember the whole experience they wouldn't it would just be like you know in yechidas they'd be they'd write down their pot their you know their tzetel whatever. And 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 they like uh, 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 they can't even talk, right? I mean, how many times do we hear that? We hear it a lot of times. I mean, I never had the schus to go into yichidus or something like that, but you hear from so many people that this is what happened, or like that they that they would you know, you know they gave in they, they, they thank God they had to write something down otherwise they would never have known what to say because they're just overwhelmed by the whole experience. Right? And especially more and more of a chassid that the person is, the more overwhelmed he was, you know, because he realized what was going on. You know, it was like he was overwhelmed by it. He was more of a keli for the, for the kedusha. Right? And I saw people that were around. You know, when you go and, you, and people that were near holy people, big chassidim of the Rebbe, and they would just break down crying. And they told me a lot of times that, that you know, they would go through dollars and they just break down crying when they came next to the Rebbe. They just overwhelmed by this experience. Okay, so that's it's it's not a process. It's not like something that that uh, you know you're processing, right? That that's the idea. So okay, let's go further. Here we go. Continuing writer Eli here. Take a take a take a copy. Do you have any copies? No, we don't have any copies. Okay, just sit on with the whether it's someone else. Yeah. Says like this. I had a few extra. And they're probably selling them, you know, and, and you know, outside the outside the yeshiva, you know, they figure get big money for for Hasidus. Imagine, you know, people are scalping tickets for things, right? Imagine, you know, scalping scalping maimar. Okay, it says like this: Okay, what's going on here? Okay. V'yesh leimar. Dezeh shetzarech litzkaya b'shayfa v'rosh Hashanah b'chdei lavo liyuri la. What does that mean? Taich? Someone? Shofar rosh Hashanah is liyuri la. The fact that we need to blow shofar rosh Hashanah in order to get the liyuri la. Af she'az huzman hizgalas malchus yizgara. What's the hidden question here? Good. Everyone got the question? Right? Okay, the question is that we're saying that we are blowing shofar on, on Rosh Hashanah in order to get to Yuri Law. So, Frek, the Rebbe Kasha, says like this We know that in the Jewish calendar, 
it's not like we just choose days. Like, okay, guys, today we're celebrating. Today we're, we're afraid. Today we're doing this. The, each day of the year has a special content, a spiritual uh, energy pack to it. And based on what is happening in the universe or in the greater Seder Hishtal it's going to impact that day. Right? So when we have, right, there's a very old Shaila. Is it because the 15th of Nisan was a holy day? Is that why? There was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the 15th of Nisan, or is it because Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim happened on the 15th of Nisan that it's a holy day? Very interesting question, right? But suffice it to say that there are certain days in the Jewish calendar that are holier days, meaning that there is a certain revelation. For example, the revelation that happens on Yud Dalid Adar, right, on Purim, is different than the revelation that happens on. Chafhei Kislev, which is Hanukkah, which is different from the revelation that happens on Yud Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur, which is different from the revelation that happens on the first of Tishrei, right? So there are days in the Jewish calendar that carry with them a certain amount of, let's call spiritual firepower, right? One of those days for sure is Rosh Hashanah. So now with that in mind, we should be able to say, just like we said before, right? El is the concept of the king is in the field. Tishrei is the concept of what? The king is in his palace. So why do we need the shofar? So why do we need the shofar for? Why, why, why are you going on about the shofar? We don't need the shofar. Rosh Hashanah by itself is already the main event. What do we need the shofar for? So now, what we're doing here, what we're going to be doing here is changing the question, adding to the question. In the, last, in the last paragraph, what was the main point? The main point was, you have El, the king is in the field. Yiratata. You have Tishrei, the king is in his palace. Yirailah. Blown away. That's the story, right? Along comes this paragraph and says, wait a minute. What's this whole business about blowing the shofar then? I don't need to blow the shofar. Who needs a shofar? We have Rosh Hashanah. We're in the king's palace. The most overwhelming event of the year, perhaps, we could say. Right? That's what he says. Afsha'az, whose man is galus malchusa yisbarach. Right? Even though that that is the time of the revelation of his kingship. That in the times of Rosh Hashanah, Mitzad itself, just because of Rosh Hashanah, it's shining begili haraimamus the Orein Sof, the exaltedness of the Orein Sof, which is way beyond worlds. That's what's happening here. Who ki zman who migedre oilam? Is that an answer or a question? Is that part of the question or is that part of the answer? Part of the question, part of the question you say. Why? Now we're still asking because Rosh Hashanah is still it's like it's a big revelation by itself. But what, listen, look at the words a second. Kizman hu migedre ha'olam. From the, from the boundaries, so to speak, of the world. What's the main words here in these in, in, in this line? 
Shaykh la Ilamos. What is it telling me? That the light is still is still found like according to the world. Yeah. It's according to the world. According to the world's in Lushan of Hasidis is a higher level or a lower level? Lower, lower. lower level. That's right. Right. What is he saying? What's going on? Shaifer is a mitzvah, so you're able to draw down something that's not like begetter. Oh, not begetter oilamos. Very good. So we're saying something very interesting here. Seemingly, like we said in the last paragraph, it should be enough just the fact that it's Rosh Hashanah. That should be enough for us. Rosh Hashanah, isn't that a big enough event? And the answer is yes, of course it's a big enough event. So why do we need shofar? So he says, as much as Rosh Hashanah is a major event, at the end of the day, Rosh Hashanah is still connected to Zman. There are two things that are involved in this world, Zman and Makom. Everything is dealing with time and space. You can take the chair. Says like this: time and space, time and space. That's Eilamos. That's Seder Ishtalshus. Time and space. Okay. So what we said in the first part of Parak Dalit is the time of Rosh Hashanah is awesome, and therefore it should blow us away. It should bring us to Yuri Law. It's 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 out of this. It's unbelievable. It's incredible, and that is the revelation. Along comes the second part of, of Perik Dalit and says, I'm going to make this, this question even stronger now. And I'm going to take it to a different level. What's the new level? As much as Rosh Hashanah is incredible, and it is incredible, there's something that's even beyond that. Because Rosh Hashanah, the Zman is connected to Olamos. If Zman is connected to Olamos, by definition, it's what? It's limited. I it might be a great revelation, and the limit might be a small limit, but it is the greatest. But it's still limited to worlds. However, when you put together with that, it put a mitzvah, mitzvah taich connection to, to the Abishur's will, Hashem's will. That's lemaylamaylamos. That's beyond time. That's beyond space. That's something that's much how higher. Can get, how come we can't just pull the shift on a regular day and get that? You answer the question. Why? I'm saying it's unlimited. You can get that revelation amidst oh, this. So, so go ahead. What's, so what's the answer? If I blow the shofar in the middle of, of Nissan, what is it? And what is it not? It's, it's, still, it's unlimited. But what is it not? It's not a mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah. If I eat matzah today... As much as I could pay even $40 a pound of matzah for this special matzah that was especially made that the people that were baking it, believe it or not, had all the kavanas of the Arizal. Even these old Russian ladies, they, all, they showed them all what the, you know, what the kavanas of the Arizal is. If I eat it today, it's just a cracker. That's all it is. Nothing. It may taste good. Maybe it doesn't taste good. It depends if you like matzah, right? But if I eat it on the night of the 15th of Nisan... It's, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. So this is the nikuda of a mitzvah. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Doesn't that show that the mitzvah is also dependent on the day? It is, it is, it is a, it's true. It's a very good point. There are certain times 
right? That mitzvahs, you're able to do those mitzvahs. So on the one hand, you, they are, there are, in, you could say that it's limited to this particular day, but on this particular day, you have the opportunity to go beyond nature. That's the idea in this manner. So now, did we just, think about it, we didn't, we didn't read any further. Did we just make the question stronger or weaker? Uh, weaker. Weaker. Why do you say weaker? You had a 50% chance. I mean, I, I, I give it to you. It was pretty good. Why is it making this, why is it making this question weaker? Because now we know that it's, it's obviously a great light, but we still have to have uh, the shaifer. Okay, why is it weaker? It's, it's stronger. Why is it stronger? Why is, this, why is our question now even stronger? And is that a mitzvah? Yeah. No. No, it's not a mitzvah. It's a minag. It's not a mitzvah. Rosh Hashanah, it's a mitzvah. We just now said, right, paragraph before, why is it such a main event? Because Rosh Hashanah, we're in the king's palace as opposed to hanging out in the field. Remember, he's playing golf in his khakis. We have to figure out that this is the king. When we're in the throne room, we don't have to figure out anything. We, we got it loud and clear. Remember the story I told you about the czar yesterday, right? Now let's make the question even stronger. That was all dealing with Zman. That was dealing with Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Indian of Zman. At the end of the day, it's, it's on the first day of Tishrei. It's not today. It's not last week. It's, it's that day. That's it. Now let's make the question even stronger. We're connecting with that something that is outside of t- time and space, i.e. a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? Blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. That's the mitzvah. So now, comparatively speaking to the blowing the shofar that we're doing today, seemingly, it's now it's, whoa! Why should I count on blowing shofar in Elul then? We just made the question a million times stronger. Now we really see where the real action's happening. The real action's happening in Rosh Hashanah. And not only this on Rosh Hashanah, blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So why in the world would I need to have any blowing shofar in Elul in order to draw down this makif? Makes no sense. Okay, let's, I told it out already outside. Let's see it in the words. It says like this. It says like this. Since the blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah is a mitzvah. So obviously then, the yira, the fear, and the charada, and the trembling, from the voice of the sound of the shofar in Rosh Hashanah, it's a complete fear, it's a complete bitl, yira ilah, that's the most intense one. We had before, we were talking about yira ilah, mitzad the angle of Rosh Hashanah. But Rosh Hashanah, at the end of the day, is limited to Zman. A mitzvah is not limited to Zman. A mitzvah is beyond Zman, beyond time, beyond space, beyond everything. It's connected to the Ratzon of the Eibishter. Kesser, right? So now he says, let's add more. Now we can see even more intensely that the Yira that's connected to the blowing of the shofar in Elul is only going to be a Yira Tata, low-level fear. Kizet, Shekola Shofar, next page, the Rosh Hashanah, maybe Yira Atsuma Kazu, that the fact that the sound of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah brings to such an intense Yira, Bittl b'mitzias, yira ilah, nullified out of my whole existence, not total fear. 
the highest level of fear. It's because of the mitzvah that's involved in blowing the shofar. And since on blowing of the shofar and el, it's not a mitzvah. Right? We don't make a bracha. We just grab the shofar and start tooting away. All it is is a bitl, a nullification of my yeshiousness. Right? Of my sense of being, my sense of arrogance, my ego, my own will. That's all it is. Yiratata. It's a low level thing. Got it? Okay, that's what he says now in the last line. It's true. That was going back to the first part of Paragimel, though. That the only reason why we're blowing shofar is step one to get to step two. We're taking the train in order to get to Manhattan. The goal is not the train. The goal is getting Manhattan. Unless you're taking your little kids, then the goal is the train more than Manhattan. But the point is what? The point is we take the train to go to Manhattan because we want to be in Manhattan. So now we get back to our original our original definition, which is in the beginning of Paragimel. So therefore, the only reason why we're building the shofar apparently is to go from step one to step two. Let's just read it inside and then we'll talk. Right? So this yira is an introduction, vahachana, and a preparation, the yira ilad Rosh Hashanah, of the yira ilad Rosh Hashanah, ki bechdei lavo li yira ilad, tzarich liyaz t'chile yira tata, kanal v'amaymer. Because in order to go to get to yira ilad, you need yira tata first. So once again, we're back to the same issue. So yes, I get very, very well the first definition of why we blow the shofar in El. I get the concept of El. According to everyone, everything that we're discussing here, it makes a lot of sense. It's step one to step two. But we're still now even more stuck about the second explanation. Now we have bigger problems. Now not only are we saying it's a time thing, it's also a mitzvah thing. So now we're really scratching our heads. We have big problems. Yeah. It says here that like during Rosh Hashanah there's a year law. Does that mean like you, you automatically have it? Um, because we said before that year tata and year law like ain't all right. Like there's no comparison. Right. So why do we have to even start with year tata? Anyways, there's no. Okay, very good question. And we see, in fact, that there is such a thing of some sort of year law that happens to everyone, regardless of whether they got into it in Elul or not. The only thing is that when you when you stretch before you play the game, your game is going to be much better than if you just jump out there on the court. You can still play the game, but when you prepare yourself, then you're, then you're much more ready, right? You're going to experience it much more. That's the, that's the way it goes. And we see it. We see it that way. So people that prepare themselves in Elul... Right? Their, their Tishrei is a completely different Tishrei. But that's not to say that people aren't experiencing Tishrei even without any uh, preparation in El. But again, we're going back to our same point. El is seemingly, clearly, a preparation for Tishrei. And therefore, it's the train that's taking us to Manhattan. Yeah? It's the step one to get to step two. So we're, once again, baffled by our discussion at the end of Paragimel that really El is the main event. So we have to understand that. Okay, let's go. Parakei. So behold, it's known. So now we're going to go off another tangent. 
developing, developing the story even more. So now we're developing the argument, the discussion of step one, step two. And what we're saying here now is actually there's four steps. That's what this paragraph is going to be about. There's actually four steps to this process. Okay? Four steps to the process are going to be Yuratata, followed by Ava, Tata, lower level of love, higher level of love, and then finally we can get to Yura Ilah. And we're going to see that this is actually spelled out in the whole muscle. All right? Before we have to have, like, through tar- doing term, doing tar- uh, mitzvahs. Well, let, let, let's, see, let's see how it says. Okay, it says like this. The Seder Avoida who Dechilu Rechimu Rechimu Dechilu. It's just Aramaic, right? Rechimu means, I mean, Dechilu means uh, fear. Rechimu means love. So you have fear, love, love, fear. That's the way it goes. Dechilu Harishon Hu Yiratata. So what do you have to do? You have to take the taxi to the train station. Then you have to get on the train. Then you have to go through giving the ticket to the conductor. Then you can finally get on to, into Manhattan. After that, two levels of love. Higher, lower level and higher level. Then you get a higher level of fear. So now from here we could see that the Yiratata de El, you can get to the Yiratata of Rosh Hashanah. The only way to get there really is through having a love in the middle. Now we can go back to discuss one of the discussions that we had right in the beginning of our Mimer. We could go back to understand the muscle of Lukute Torah. Right, that was part of the mashal. That when the king is in the field, he greets everyone with a smiley countenance, and then he sees them again. He like really looks at them. He gives them a big, a big smile. So these two levels are like Abba. Okay, so let's discuss this for one second. You're sitting there and you're watching Monday Night Football. And you hear that the king is in the field. Ellie doesn't know what Monday Night Football is because he's from Beit Shemesh. They don't have Monday Night Football in, in, in Israel. Nebuch. But, or maybe Baruch Hashem. Right? I don't know. They, they don't have, they have like Monday Night Football, soccer. I don't know. I don't know what they have over there. Anyway, so, so guy's watching Monday Night Football and he hears the king is in the field. He hears the king is in the field. So what's the first thing that needs to happen? <clears throat> He says to himself, I, I really don't want to get out of my comfortable couch. I have my beer. I have my pizza. Right? I'm sitting watching the game with the guys. Right? Uh, I'm going to go out into the field. So the first step in the process is bitl hayesh. Bitl hayesh. Put the pizza down. Put the beer aside. Get out of your couch. and Go, go visit the king. That's the bottom line. That's called yiratata. Yiratata is bitl hayesh. What does my Nefesh of Bahamias want? My Nefesh of Bahamias wants to sit there drinking beer. My Nefesh of Bahamias wants to watch a football game. My Nefesh of Bahamias wants to look at things in the internet that I shouldn't look at. My Nefesh of Bahamias wants, 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 all day it's telling us what it wants. It's like a little kid. It's constantly bothering. Can I have this? Can I have this? You know, you go to the store with my, with my little kids. Uh, even you go to ShopRite. Can we get this? Can we get that? Can, imagine if you go to any other, you know. Oh, can we get, um, uh, it's like the Nefesh of Bahamis. Nefesh of Bahamis. Oh, can I want to do this? I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Okay, and you please keep, keep 
Please, Nefesh of Bahamis, give me a break. Okay. This is the Nefesh of Bahamis. This is all of our Nefesh of Bahamis. It's, tell, it's, it's draining us a cup day in, day out. That's what happens all day long. Right? First thing is Yiratata. Yiratata, get off your couch, turn off the TV, and go visit the king. Go to the Febrengen. Right? We're making a Febrengen tonight. Chayel. Everyone started around 10 o'clock. Everyone's the, uh, get out of bed. What? I'm Febrengen. Yeah. Right? So, you have, to, so you, have to, you, have to, you have to turn off the TV. Turn off your telephones. Right? Get out of your room. Right? And come and febrang. That's the first step. That's your tata. Then all of a sudden, you go out and you see the king. And the king is smiling at everyone. Hey, he's smiling, you know. He's like kissing babies, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like the, the president, you know. All right, we're going to have an election coming up uh, next year. He's kissing babies all over the place, you know. Oh, this is so cute, so cute, so cute. So he's smiling. He's smiling at everyone. That's the ava. That's the ava that you feel from the king. But then you have a special thing. That sometimes the king, the king, he recognizes you. The president, when he's going around, right, and he all of a sudden recognizes an old friend. So that's every one of us. The king all of a sudden recognizes us, and he smiles a deep smile at us. When you feel that deep smile, all of a sudden you're, you, you turn into butter. You turn into, you know, just melt away. You know, you're just like, ah. Oh. It's like the same thing with, when you see someone, the person... Right, a friend of yours, or not necessarily a friend of yours, someone that you respect, right? And you, and you like, you say, he's smiling at everyone, and all of a sudden, he looks at you and he recognizes who you are. He's like, oh, Yasi, I haven't seen you in, and you, and you, and you just feel that love generating off the individual, and you feel it in your heart, and you immediately, you, you, you back, right? And then finally, the end of the muscle is you go with the king into the king's palace. And then you're, then you're overwhelmed. That's your law. So that's the process. Okay? So this is the step one, step two, step three, step four of the process that's, that happens. Right? But the first step is what? Turn off the TV. Get off the couch. Right? That's step one of the process. That's the step one of the process. You have to get out there and play the game. If you're going to sit in your room all day, nothing's going to happen. Right? You got to play the game. Right, so that's what we're saying here. I want to finish at the end of the paragraph because we're, we have to make more progress because we don't have that many days left before we, we, we're going to finish. But let's, let's finish at least at the end of this paragraph. So he says like this. When the king is in the field, he receives everyone with this big smile. He shows everyone these uh, smiley faces, the laughing face. This is the idea of love. Through the person, but the king receiving everyone with a pleasant countenance. And in particular, he he recognized each one of us as we are his sons. We are his sons. He loves us. He, and so therefore he shows us this unbelievable, happy, smiling face like he hasn't seen us in so long. Where have you been? This arouses amongst the nation. And you see this constantly. This idea. Always throughout life. If you empty your heart. If you remind me, we'll bring about this tonight also. That if you empty your heart of the negative feelings towards someone else, it's impossible for them to have negative feelings towards you, even on a spiritual level. 
I'll tell you a story about it tonight. Ava the Melech, love to the king. According to this, we could say it's a mashal from the details of the mashal. Then we could see the four levels that we talked about before. The zeshi oitzim lekros a Melech lekabapanav. Excuse me. The fact that we go out to the king to receive his face. Right, that's the lower level of fear. That's the turning off the TV, turning off your internet, going out, go to the Fabrengen. Then the king receives everyone with the pleasant countenance. He shows everyone the happy, the laughing uh, smile. That's the first uh, two levels of lower level of fear. is the low level of love. Panim Sokha is the Avarab, the high level of Acharka, Acharzeh, Bai, Inyan de Boel, Hechel Malchusas, Yurei La. Then we can go into the king's palace, which is the Inyan of Yurei La. We will continue. Please spend the time now going over it. Please spend the time now doing Chazara.